0: and welcome back to another edition of official word sports i'm vince and i'm here with my co-host stevie d it's stevie d it's the most wonderful time of the year i think we keep saying that over and over and over again but finally it's here right christmas is here we've done all of the black friday shopping we've done all of the gift wrapping we've done all of that and now it's time to open up our presents right what does 2023 have in store for our football teams in the NFL, it is finally here. I'm so excited! Yeah, you you look like you're. Yeah, I'm a little
1: distracted, you know, a little distracted here, just you know, commenting on on jet stuff here, right here. So, but no, it's uh, it's the most wonderful. Time. Exactly. That's um,
0: how we should have started. <laughs> that's exactly how we should have started. I right, I just can't wait. I right, there there's so much that's going on. Um, you know, obviously the NFL tries to make a big to do out of this. I think they're pulling a page out of, uh, the NBA, uh, by trying to, you know, NBA has this big Christmas. That's really the kickoff of the true NBA season It starts on Christmas. Right. Um, and so they have like their big celebration and all these games, NFL is kind of doing the same thing. Uh, we have the Thursday game and then we have the Friday or I'm sorry, then the Sundays and the multiple Sundays, the night game. And then of course, you know what is usually the throwaway game? Not this year. Not this year. The showdown. <laughs> they don't even
1: have two Monday night football games. They only no, have two
0: they don't. Nope. That's right. That's right. It is the showdown. So you know, very excited about what what's going on, and uh, you know that the season is here. Now we get to see all of that hard work from training camp. Get to see some of our new acquisitions, whether it be draft picks, whether it be free agents. Uh, you know, there's some guy, you know, that, that flew all the way from Wisconsin to New Jersey by way of, where was it, Oregon? You know, where. The darkness retreat. Uh, you know, speaking of the darkness retreat. Hey, well,
1: before you go into, because I know I think where you're going with it. If you watch the last episode of Hard, No,
0: that, that's not oh. where I was going, but oh. I'll, I'll let you tell that one. <laughs> but speaking of the darkness retreat, I was watching a show. I'm not going to pub it. But they had a darkness retreat, and they got high. That sounds like my quarterback. I'm just saying, is the NFL and and I'm this is not shade. Yeah. This isn't shade. Is the NFL going to step in and say, "Hey, what's well, going on?"
1: Well, so there's a couple of takes on that one because I was just thinking about this last night. Um, during Hard Knocks, I was watching it, when I was watching it last night, I said, you know, back in the 80s, man, players were failing drug tests left and right, being suspended. X Dude, nobody gets suspended for drugs. They get suspended for performance enhancers, but they're not getting suspended for drugs. Yeah, It's kind of odd that nobody's getting suspended for drugs.
0: Yep. So You're right. Maybe hey. they,
1: they're turning a blind eye and they say, hey, I'm not, we're not really worried about that. Um, unless you're, you know, doing the stuff that can make you, you know, perform better, you know, with those type of drugs. But, you know, when, when you talked about the the offseason, you know, for me personally, uh, the last couple of years, it seems like it's going faster and faster the offseason for me. Um, and this one really went by, and I think because there was so much Jets talk in the offseason because of trying to trade for a quarterback, and then the trade was so delayed that it seemed like every day <laughs> – Jets are in the news is today going to be the day to make the trade. So maybe it's because I heard the Jets name a lot in this off season that, that made it go uh, really quick for me. And then you had the hard knocks and and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, for me, I look at it as, you know, it it went pretty quick. Hey Bill. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, And, uh, Jets were the right pick for this year, even though the Jets didn't want it. And I, we talked about it. I didn't want it in the beginning, to be honest. I didn't want a distraction around it. But again, the fan side of me says I want as much jet attention. Hundred percent. You wanted here.
0: it. You wanted- No,
1: not in the beginning. Not in the beginning. I, I I warmed up to it once it was forced upon me, and then. But we talked about it. How many times though we talk about it? I said, for me, hey Bill, for me it was. Um distraction and then once i got away from that it was man i just want to see as much as my team as possible how cool is that right now i have a record that i can go back to hard knocks right i used to go back and watch the 2010 team all the time it's just cool to kind of see and how goofy you know that 2010 team was you know with rex um and his
0: comments so now now that it's over Mm -hmm. right this one was so boring boring for
1: non head fans
0: it, it it was boring um and, and you can't say it because there were others where I'm not a fan of any of the teams that they've had a show, but I enjoyed the show because of it. even when your Jets were on uh, in 2010, I enjoyed the show. It wasn't boring, right? You, you they they created stories. We talked about how they created the Revis and everything else. Right. It it, it kind of drew you in. This one was very. First of all, it was the Aaron Rodgers show, yeah. right? Which I think we all knew it was going to be. I don't think there's a shocker there, right? He's
1: the, you know, the best quarterback to ever be on the show.
0: Yes, right? but so, the but that took away from that took away right. from the other players that you could really kind of gravitate to, right? And and again, we we've gone over the names in, in previous shows. Um, you know, they tried to they tried to incorporate it, but. They they were too late, right? We we missed the whole finding the apartment type thing. They always had that, right? Guys driving, just talk to my realtor and you know, I'm going to go check out this condo or go check out this house. You you They're just miss away a- from Rogers. It, it, that's exactly right. I mean, how are we going to know how the grass is blowing on the turf? I you know how are we going to figure this out? I mean, I the don't think. Brought, I think the
1: Jets are going to bring some sod. And keep it off to the side. So you can just go on the side <laughs> and pick up the, the, the grass from the side and let it let it blow. Well, if Zach uh, is over
0: there good. doing it, he's not gonna have anything to pick up. <laughs> so, but you know, again, this this wasn't a diss on, on this year, because I thought the other jet one was good, right? I even though they did Antonio Camardi wrong, completely wrong, completely wrong, but it's still that was good. I, I still think the Ravens was by far the best the Ravens had that was that was a good one that was a good one um
1: i what i liked about the 2010 is that the dolphins got the dolphin fans really got to see jason taylor in all jet green which i really really enjoyed them hating that one of their best players of all time came to the jets to try and win a championship and got further in his quest of a super bowl in a jet uniform than ooh. he ever did in miami ooh Throw, yeah. throw shot. shots fired, baby. Shots yeah. have been fired. Like I said, I, I can't stand Miami. I hate everything
0: about the Dolphins. So yeah, shots fired. Well, Stevie D, it's over. Thank goodness. Now now, now we can, you know, watch some regular scheduled programming and not have to watch that nonsense, right? You know. And, and I will say the the profanity level meter was pretty high. It was pretty- not as much as 2010. No, I but- crucified. But it was, was still it was still high, and because of because of 2010, right? I thought they were going to tame it down, which they did, but it was still high. Yeah. I mean, unnecessarily
1: high. I, my my favorite part of Hard Knocks was actually listening to Robert Sala's uh, motivational speeches. I, I thought he did very well on his speeches um, to motivate players and, and give them lines. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, that was one of my favorite
0: things about it. You, you want me to bring Tony Robbins in for you? Is is that what you need? You, you no, mean, no, we got Robert Sala. You yeah, mean, your talent Sala. isn't good enough to do it on their own. They need somebody to sit there and tell them, hey, buddy, you could do it. I know. You, you guys like – could do it.
1: I, you like the, the Rex Ryan getting in there. What kind of effing is this, blah, blah, blah. All right, can we get a – that's <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, like, like what you want, right? Is that what you're looking it, it, for? It, uh, I'm, you I'm you just want listen- the third
0: level, you want the I, third grade level coach. I, I, all, I was, all I'm saying, I'm just listening to you, and you know what I'm hearing from you is that you enjoyed the coach motivating the players, not the players being self-motivated. And so oh, you need, my, no, you need you're, to rob, rob, you're, you're
1: just, you're just, I'm trying to think of what clips I can do and, and bring it to my team at work and give them motivational uh, stuff.
0: Yeah. What I do, I read The Art of War by Sun Tzu. <laughs> and I bring that to the team. All right. Well, well go ahead, and it, good. You know, it's too bad we don't have, have. Uh, well, probably because we fired our chief marketing officer again. But, you know, he, he would tell you, you know, how much I, I sit there and talk about Sun Tzu. Anyways, anyways, on to other motivators. Now you want to talk about some real motivation, Stevie D. Some real motivation. It it really comes down to what happened in college football. Oh, I, I, I I really don't, excuse me, I really don't know how to put into words what we saw except for saying, oh, my goodness, and thank goodness, Right. Because and I'm talking about and everybody knows we're we're talking about the Colorado uh Buffaloes taking on the Horn Frogs from TCU, right? Who were on the road on the road, and the team that was in the national championship, right? That's who we're talking about. Uh and being led by none other than Coach Prime, right? And so we got a chance to see Coach Prime out there, and I'm gonna tell you, Stevie D watching Dion out there um me, and that's prime to you uh, well he he's a Seminole. so he's Dion to me maybe prime but prime prime I mean, is his not alter ego himself
1: with, with, with FSU i don't know if you listen now to – no he, he time
0: still time. has that that garnet and gold to you from the University of Miami hurricane fans you know to to you guys there it's coach prime but in in, in all seriousness to watch what he has done. Now it's only one, it's only one game, right? Let, let's let understand that it's one game, but that one game spoke volumes, right? Everybody, it just like Dion said, you know, to the reporter after the game, you know, we're keeping receipts, right? Because everybody has tried to throw digs at Dion has tried to throw uh shade at Dion, uh, especially when he was at Jackson state. Right. And, you know, all the things that were going there with Ed Reed trying to go to Bethune, right? They, they tied it back to Dion. Then you had another HBCU coach that was attacking Dion, which, you know, to me, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Because what Dion did, what he said, and what he did uh, for Jackson State and for all of HBCUs, he delivered, right? Because when you look at the number of players that actually go from an HBCU, which is a historically black college and university, Right When you look at the total number of players from the league that come from those schools, it's, it's less than 10 percent. Right, It is a tough road to hold. Now, granted, you, you look at the quality of the players that are there and you look at the quality of players that are at the FBS level and you say, well, of course, I'm going to go to the FBS. But the problem is, is that if I'm not getting exposure from the HBCUs, like the SWAC and the MEAC, all right, all right. then I have to go where I'm going to get exposure. Dion helped bring that exposure there. It's been lost since Eddie Robinson, right? It's been lost. And so he brought that exposure there, which meant by bringing that to Jackson State, he brought it to Elcor. He brought it to Howard. He brought it to Southern. He brought it to Grambling. He brought it to FAM right he was bringing that exposure and they should have appreciated that instead of taking shots at him right who's the coach at midfield that didn't want to shake his hand that that's the one from i forget what school he was from i want to say morgan state but i'm not sure but it, it was it was one of the hbcu schools and that that's the problem that's the, exactly what i was talking about the scenario recognize what he's doing and just because he's not wearing your colors he's helping you He's giving you the exposure, right? And so now he moves on, right? And he goes over to Colorado, 1-11 last year, right, really in a bad situation, compounded by when he gets there, right, he's having meetings with these players, telling them what what his expectations are, and half of them were like, I didn't sign up for this, (laughs) right? The other half probably felt a a little slighted that he brought – all these kids coming from, not all, but he brought a lot of kids coming from Jackson State over there uh, to Colorado, and I think some of them felt slighted. Doesn't really matter, right? He set the expectation. This is the bar that we're going to operate from. If you're at 1-11, you should want, if, if you're a competitor, if you're an athlete, going back to Robert Sala, if you're a commander, right? You're you're gonna want to have somebody that's gonna bring the best out of you, and you want to bring the best out of your teammates. And those guys that jumped in the transfer portal, the you know their life is gonna end up being what selling insurance, being a finance oh, right, guy. Right, right. That that's it. They have no aspirations of really succeeding at the FBS level or taking it to the next level. Go ahead, Stevie D. At one and eleven,
1: anybody that entered uh, entered the transfer portal, you're no good to coach Prime anyway. <laughs> right you're 1-11 he's not really losing right what i one of my takeaways that i didn't appreciate was people attacking coach prime in his style and his method in which he did the meeting like your that team was 1-11 in an abyss in yeah. college football right they haven't been relevant probably since cordell stewart was quarterback Right, it was the last time they were reveling in college football. And he's setting that expectation in that tone. I don't know what, why is he getting attacked for it. You're telling me that other coaches, Les Miles, Urban Meyer, wouldn't go into a program, have that same mentality, going into another program, saying, whatever you guys did here is not going down this way, and this is how we're changing the program. You're either getting on board or you're getting out.
0: Right? Real, real, real quick, just on your point. They have the Netflix the Netflix special on Urban Meyer and the Gators. That's exactly what he said.
1: That's exactly. I've watched it yet.
0: Okay, but that that's that's what I don't understand.
1: Right, is that they're attacking because they're attacking Dion for whatever you know. There's probably reasons why the media want to attack Dion. There's many probably many reasons why you're going a real to attack man, him. Dion. You're a real man. Well, he's no longer with us. <laughs> so, uh, but but there are people that um, don't like the bravado, whatever he has, and they weren't trying to tear him down. But the reality is, any coach worth their weight in gold would go into the locker room and set the tone that one is not acceptable. You know, he he did a video a uh, 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 meeting, and he talked about in one of his position meetings, a guy brought in the, um, a boombox into the meeting. And he goes up to the players and says, "What what are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, we always have music in in, in the in the in the meeting room," and Coach Prime is like, "Not in my meeting rooms,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right?" And, and basically get get it out of here because we're that's not how we're doing it, right? And just some of the examples, and then just going into, you know, during the game at TCU, the TCU game, how the the guy fumbled. I think it was Edwards. He fumbled the ball. Right? It was a critical fumble, man. That was a critical critical fumble. right? What does he do? He puts his arm around him. Most coaches probably are yelling, get out of my face, go on the sideline, tell the position coach, get him out of the game, get number two in the game. What does he yep. do? And, and, and a game that really, when you think about it, meant a lot for Coach Pratt, right? He wanted that game. He wanted to show how legit he is, his staff is, and his players are. In game one against a team that was in the National Championship. And he put his arm around the kid and lifted him up. And the kid finished and had a heck of a game with three touchdowns. Absolutely. started the game, right? And then there was a point in the game where a TCU player was hurt on the field. He walked across the field to check on the young man, even though the training staff was there, just to say, hey, you all all right? That's the kind of man he is. He's about lifting and, and,
0: and really bringing family into the locker room. Well, and, and to to that, because he made a statement in an interview after the game, uh, and he was talking about what his goal is, what his role is as the coach, right? And it goes beyond the X's and O's, right? Yeah. It's about teaching these kids to become men, right? And, and that's first and foremost, right? And he wanted to teach them uh, and prepare them so that they can get to the next level, whether it be to the NFL, whether it be to a certain place you know, beyond sports, right? Teach them to be fiscally responsible, right? Things that you don't hear coaches talking about, all coaches talking about are the X's and O's, right? He's talking about, to your point, he's talking about making these kids men. And it was one, you know, something for the ages. Now, again, do they finish 1-11 and again this year? I doubt it, right? Actually, I think they're ranked 22nd in the polls, but I doubt that they finish, you know, that they are in the college football playoffs. I doubt it. They could, but I doubt it. But I think what we saw was a testament to who he is as a man, who he is as a coach, and who he is as a leader. I'm going to give you one other thing here, Stevie D. Uh, if you noticed, the players did not have the C, the traditional C yeah, on the jersey.
1: They had
0: the L and the D. And the L stood for leaders right and that was for his offensive guys yep. the D stood for dogs dawgs right dogs meaning that, that you got that dog in you to go after it and and I thought that was interesting as well and, and very poignant to who again who he is so uh very happy for Dion there but you know it it doesn't just stop with Dion <laughs> it doesn't stop with Dion. Let's talk about Travis Hunter. Now, first, first and foremost, Travis Hunter was the number one recruit a few years back, coming out of high school, had signed a letter of intent to and committed to my Florida State Seminoles. And then this unknown guy, right, some guy off the street named Dion, gets the job at Jackson State, goes to Travis Hunter and says. I want you to come play for me, right? Travis Hunter leaving an FBS, not granted Florida State at the time, you know, was kind of down on their way up. But Travis Hunter left an FBS school, you know, a very recognized school when you talk about college football, and went to Jackson State. He followed Dion. It flipped. Everybody was upset. Nick Saban blew a gasket, right? Not only did Nick Saban blow a gasket, but they parlayed that into the Aflac commercials. Not sure if everybody puts the two together, but that came from the Travis Hunter uh, commit flip to Jackson State. And then Travis ended up following to Colorado. But Stevie D, you and I were going back and forth. This kid had one heck of a game. First of all, played both ways. In the altitude, or, or in the heat, not the altitude, but in the heat, Right, and he went for, what, 139 plays? I think that's what we have on the screen, 139 total snaps. It just dominated. Go ahead. Go ahead. I,
1: I, it's hard to fathom a player playing that many snaps in a football game, and he's interviewed at the end of the game. He says, man, I wish the game was still going. I got plenty left. Yeah. Um, I don't know in my lifetime in watching – I don't ever recall watching a two-way player at any level. Or well, I shouldn't say any level. At least in college and professional, that I heard of, that played that many snaps in a game. I don't think it's that close. I mean, what no. the, the I could say would be the closest would be maybe a Charles Woodson, who did some two-way. But again, he wasn't on the offensive side of the field every play. You know, well, they used
0: him as spot here, spot there to, to come out. So the the one that I you know that stands out is Gordy Lockbaugh. I right, played for Colgate. This is many moons ago, right, before I had this gray hair in here. But the difference with Gordy in playing at Colgate, they didn't run – he wasn't going up against the type of offense that TCU ran. To your point, the number of plays, they were running a fast-paced no huddle, right? Yeah. So it was bam, 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 right? And you're, you're quickly getting back to you know the side of the field. You can see him take himself out for a couple of blows because he was winning, but he came right back, and to your point, He said that he wanted to go, but yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean the stats, Stevie D, look at the stats. I mean, sick. An an, an amazement. The interception
1: he had at the five yard line, that quarterbacks said, Oh, that's an easy touchdown. He had it. It was easy. He comes out of nowhere like Batman and just picks that with the dive. It was tremendous. Just a tremendous play. Now when I watched the replay from different angles to watch the athleticism in that young man and, uh, Maybe he baited the quarterback, right? said you know what I, I'm not quick, I'm not good. I'll bait him into making that throw, and I'll make the pick. It was just absolutely a tremendous game and and I was so pumped, you know, my son was so pumped uh to watch um Colorado play he he's he's loving coach Prime in, in Colorado and everything they're doing. so you know we were texting I know you and I were texting we talked a couple times during the game um and then you know now you got you know Sanders son right there yes, Shadur to door, 38 of 47. I mean, think about that. 38 of 47. And, and it was bigger than that. Like, just watching him, we talked about it during the game, watching him keep his eyes downfield. Yes. Was so impressive. And I think most most players would um, take their eyes and run, right? Stop looking downfield and run. No, he was looking for that big play downfield, and, and, he, and he connected.
0: Uh, well, just- and, and, and to that, I mean, think about it. You're Deion's kid, right? And so when you think of prime, right, you, you would think of the interception, and you think high-stepping at the 50, right, hand behind the head right? and high-stepping, you know, all the way down. So you think about the athleticism, you know, the stereotype of the athleticism. You look at him, he is nothing but a pure pocket passer. Yeah, He trains with Tom Brady, TB12. Right, PED twelve is actually what you know. waiting for
1: that. I, I'm surprised you didn't start off with that.
0: Well, because we're talking about Shadour, I didn't really want to go there. But too much saying that, it, it just comes out. But you know, he trains with him, right? He's training how to read and and how to stay in the pocket and the footwork and everything that goes along with being a pocket passer. Because truly, that's where the longevity is, right? And this kid was was money. Was money. money. He he could have had a a higher completion percentage because there were a couple of balls that were just flat out dropped.
1: Yeah, that were yeah. flat I mean, out. He could have been forty one to forty seven.
0: Yes, probably five thirty five or something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it, you know, overall, just just watching that whole thing, it was amazement. Gus Johnson needs to to have a permanent um, voice in calling games. Right. Uh you know, we we were lucky to have Gus Johnson call it in every play seemed like to Gus Johnson it was the greatest play ever. But really every play was the greatest play ever. Uh, I, I miss listening to Gus um
1: do an NFL idea. Yeah. It, yeah, for sure. Although I do think his voice and his his um, enthusiasm is really good for college football because it's youth. College, right? Big crazy plays happen in college. And he's built for that stage. Yeah. But I miss him because I watch NFL more than I watch college. And I miss having him, you know, do NFL games. Uh, but he's got that special voice and excitement that I wish more announcers would have. Um, too many of them are too too dull or just I don't know, their voice doesn't sound right when the big play happens. But Gus mm-hmm. just there's something special about Gus. I miss him in the in the EA sports.
0: He used to be in the EA sports he game. Did. He did. Now, I will tell you one last thing on Colorado. Interestingly enough, uh, it looks like Fox Sports uh, or Fox was able to uh, secure Colorado again for his game right back to back. Um, No coincidence there. I know they're excited. Too bad we don't have Nate Turner on. Uh, It would be great to have him on because he's an NU guy. right? He's a Nebraska guy. So um, it would be interesting to hear what you know, his, his outlook on the game going against his, his Corn Oscars going against Coach Prime. So, Stevie D, that. that. Oh, you know, can, I, can I say one last thing on Coach Prime? And, Absolutely. And, and Colorado? You know, teams get
1: to make their schedule. Okay. When you think of most college programs, they start with three fluff games that they think are fluff games. Right. To ease into their schedule. So when the, when, the big, when the big matchups come, you kind of work out all the little bugs against the, the, the crappier teams. Yeah. I give Colorado credit and Coach Prime credit because this is not being talked about. They agreed to go up against TCU in week one. Yeah. Okay. Now, TCU is probably looking at saying, I'll take that matchup. I got no problem taking that matchup. But I give Coach Prime all that credit because he could have taken some of his weaker games and put them up front to ramp them up. Against against the big dogs that you'd have to go against. That's not talked about. I, I thought that was a real brilliant move by Coach Prime. Put his team on notice right away in that locker room. Hey, we're going after the big dogs right here. You with us? We believe, right? And, and yeah, they believed in the, and they won. Oh man, great great week
0: So Stevie D, uh, I do want to kind of uh, make reference to a couple of of sombering and, and very sad events that transpired over really over the last 24, 48 hours. One former Buffalo bill and Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Mike Williams. um, He died tragically. Uh, Mike had been out of the league uh, and was actually doing construction or something like that. And please, I don't want to screw, screw this up, especially based on what happened. But um, he was, I know he was at work on a site, got hit in the head with uh, a steel beam. Uh, Created swelling in the brain, and then you know, just you know, everything started to cascade. And unfortunately Mike Williams, the receiver, Mike Williams? The receiver. Yep. out of the western New York area. Um, yeah. went to Syracuse again. To play he had some time with Buffalo, had some time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, he ended up passing oh, yeah, that. Yeah. That that was sad. Um, the the other really kind of caught me off guard, Stevie D so i'm looking at at, uh just you know different updates from my school and you know they there was a posting about two young men who um you know died tragically again uh, it was a car crash you know some of the details were coming out don't have all the details and i'm looking at one of the names and you know it just didn't resonate right yeah i was reading a little bio on these guys both were in business administration. I think one uh, focused on marketing, the other um, in business admin. Um, and you know, just you know, they look like they were well rounded. They they had a, a bright future ahead of them. But unfortunately, they they died tragically, right? And so then I'm just looking at some of the other headlines that are going on, and I see that um, Hugh Douglas. It has a picture of Hugh Douglas with the Philadelphia Eagles. As well as with the Jets, right? Hugh Douglas. Uh, it said Hugh Douglas passed away. I was like, "What?" Right. And so now I'm trying, and I start reading through, and it said Hugh Douglas, son, which was named Hugh Douglas. And then all of a sudden, you know that it, I. It, it's old. As we get older, it's slow for this for everything to get going. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Was it that guy's name? Hugh Douglas is short enough. His son went to my school." Right, and he was the one that he actually was the passenger in the car when they had the fat- the fatality. So uh, prayers go out to both uh, Mike Williams and his family, and to Hugh Douglas and, and his family um, for the losses that that they um, had over this last weekend and last I, week. I
1: can't, I can't imagine bearing a child, right? I, I I can't imagine that.
0: And uh, yes. Yeah. You, yeah, right. You and, take- and and, and both early. were just freaky, freaky, right? Getting hit, hit in the head at a construction site, you you know that there's dangers, right? That's why they make you wear the helmets and the vests and and all of that. But you just really don't foresee that. That's bad like that.
1: luck, man. I mean, that's just having no luck, right there. It is.
0: It's still it, being hit in the head. You know the 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 other. It, it was a freaky car accident. You hear about car accidents all the time, but it just Again, things that you just don't expect. So, okay. I, I just crazy. I, I'm I'm sad to hear um, about that and how that all transpired. Um, but a, a, as we do segue, Stevie D, it, it's now time to talk about the rest of the NFL. Because you thought I was going to Monday night game, but, it, you know, I'm gonna no, there you is no other, I want to let you other. I, I see you smiling over there. There's you no can't other wait. Problem. You're a kid in a candy store, right? You you got your <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got your Red Rider, uh wagon over there. I see you. No, it, there, there are a couple games, though, uh, and we're going to go over our picks. So we'll probably talk a little bit more in depth and detail. The ones I kind of want to call out. Well, it's going to be interesting for San Francisco. Um, You know, you look at San Francisco, and did they have that magical ride last year, right, just the way everything unfolded? Um, And now they're kind of all in on Purdy, right? You know,
1: you opened up Pandora's box.
0: Yeah. Right, with Brock Purdy.
1: And he had that magical run. It It was very well said rookies in the league just don't do what he did, right? And I think some of that, it was just not enough tape and adjustments are made. Now their opponents look at that eight, nine game run that he had, including the playoffs, and gets to dissect what he does well, what he doesn't do well, and and really scheme. Wouldn't that be a kick in the butt if he falls on his face? I'm not wishing the kid to fall on his face. That's not what I'm saying. But you traded Trey Lance because you thought Purdy was was a deal and you thought Sam Darnold was the best number 2 solution and not Trey Lance being a young guy that still needs time Sam Darnold you know what Sam is right you you traded all that draft capital for Trey Lance and you decided I'm going to go I'm going to call Sam Darnold a journeyman quarterback now that's what he's going to be the rest of his yep. career yeah a journeyman quarterback so you you decided to keep a journeyman instead of Keeping the guy you drafted and believing him and nurturing it goes to your point last week or the week before when you talked about it wasn't Shanahan's guy that was John Lynch's guy, not mm-hmm. Shanahan's guy, right? Yeah. So it, it it is what it is. He gets traded to Dallas, but would not be somewhat funny if Purdy somehow falls on his face, comes back to reality, and and now all of a sudden everybody's like. You just traded our, our quarterback that you drafted for, and now now we're stuck with Sam Donald. That would be funny. I'm, I'm sorry. I and mean, I'm not trying to Well, put
0: the me on the 49ers, but wouldn't that be a kick in the butt? Now, there, there was a member of the 49ers family who left to go to Minnesota and has one of the most memorable quotes that really would apply to Brock Purdy, especially if they're able to shut them down. What 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 decade? Oh 90s. He was talking about the Arizona Cardinals. They are who we thought they uh, were. Green. And, and we left them <laughs> off the hook. Right? Daddy Green the late Brock and- Purdy and- as Mr. Irrelevant. You are who we thought you were right now. Again, I'm not I'm not wishing any right, ill will right. I, I hope this kid uh, does everything. You know, you do get the, the six-round draft pick that becomes a seven-time exhibition game winner, right? You do have that, maybe because of PEDs, who knows? Eddie Guerrero. We we don't know, but we do know that Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, right? He was Mr. Irrelevant to the San Francisco 49ers. Let's not forget it was Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy only got into that situation because Garoppolo got hurt and Lance got hurt. Right. Again, just think about it. In your point of not having tape on him, right, I think people really need to understand that, right? Now we've had the whole offseason to dissect it. In each game, we're going to keep figuring out, right, where is he susceptible? Is it to zone? Is it to man? Is it to the blitz? Yeah. You know, we don't know what happened there. Now, the, the benefit of them? They have Christian McCaffrey. They have uh Brandon Ayuk, they have Debo Samuels, they have Kittle, right? So he's got weapons that can help bail him out. But remember, you were third on your team's depth chart. It's not like they stole him off a practice squad because they just knew he was special. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be again, interesting. I'm on, during ill will, it's more I want to
1: see maybe Shanahan sweat a little bit.
0: I want to right. see him sweat a lot.
1: Right, and
0: and twenty eight uh, was twenty eight to three. Yeah, I want him to keep way. sweating. I, I I want nothing good to happen to him because you, my friend, ruined it for the two of us. <laughs> I, I, I I just want you to understand that your your inability to run the ball in the game that mattered the most that that caused us ink. So. I'll, I'll leave it at that once, DVD. But, you know, and then well, one more thing with the 49ers. Yeah. Just too much noise maybe, right? So you trade Trey Lance, noise you got to deal with. Now you have this massive signing. Massive. Massive signing for defensive end. I'm sorry. I don't agree
1: with the dollar value. Sorry. And if I'm a running back, I'm like, you have got to be kidding yeah. me. Uh, I, I don't agree with it. I think it's way too much money. They they set the bar for defensive end. They set the bar way too high now for the next person to get paid. Um, and and it's it? going to throw off NFL.
0: It's it's five years, one hundred and seventy. So you're looking at roughly about thirty five per, thirty four per.
1: Yeah, I it it's it's too much. It, it's I'm sorry, it's too much. They went over the top. Like if that's you quarterback take- money. That's yeah. quarterback. That's quarterback money. But what's the top defensive end in the league making? 20? 23? It's almost like what happened with with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. When yeah. when when Tyreek got paid or Devo- I don't know if, I forgot which one got paid first. They skipped all the 20s. They went from like 18 to 30 and 35 million. What happened to the 20s? What are you doing? Right? You can hold out for 30, but nobody's getting 30. So it's not like you can say, well, this guy got paid 30. Then right. once I think Tyreek Hill got it, Devontae's saying, well, wait a minute. Right, I want 35. If he's 30, I want the." Now all of a sudden, what is Jefferson going to be worth? 40? Yeah. So you, you skipped it. Like, owners, like, what are you doing? You're, you're killing yourselves.
0: I, I, I don't, I really don't understand what they were doing. I I don't because again when I look at when I look at um, what the quarterbacks are making, you look, had you looked at what Lamar Jackson was fighting to get right, and he just blew him out the water at a defensive end. And you always say your quarterback is your leader. I I don't understand it. Now you know that the actual contract value. The next closest is Miles Garrett at 125 million. Which is still a lot of money, but I don't think I think it's a, a, over more than a five year period, right? So it, it's still it, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Again, I don't begrudge anybody for making that money. I do not, Stevie D. Make your money, right? Yes. You make it, but as a franchise, as the organization, and this is the noise, Steve. That that's what I'm talking about, right? You have the Trey Lance. You have the you have the Nick Bosa. It, there's just Noise, and somehow that noise always seems to fester, and then start picking up momentum. Something else is going to happen, right? And it just ends up derailing your season. There, we've seen it in the past. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to the 49ers, but just too much noise right now. It really is. It, you need to be. What, what do the coaches do before game night? Right, everybody gets to the hotel. Right, you're sequestered. You know, you lights out. We have a bed check. And we get ready for the next day. We're just before this is bed check time now for the teams in the NFL, right? I don't need noise. Don't go out. Don't don't have. You can have a massive signing. Keep it on the low, right? Or tell him in, in good faith we're going to get this done, but let's do it a little bit. You know, a couple of weeks later, or whatever it is, or you should have got it done weeks before. Should have should, been done if you were going to pay him this money right now. You should have been able to pay him
1: that money in April or May after yeah. the free agent period. And you, you kind of knew what your, your dollars you were looking at with all the free agents you want to bring in one because he, you know, he's in the building working and he goes to a normal training camp. Now he's going to come in right before the game. Is he ready for week one? Is he going to pull a hamstring? How many times have we seen it where a player is not stretched out properly, properly conditioned and they pull a hamstring quad, a calf all because they're not ready to go because they haven't been working for the last 30 days in you can work on your own. doesn't mean you're an NFL trainer ready, right? The trainers have a specific program. They like to follow and you do a thing structured through your two days and everything like that. And then you go into the facility, get ice bath, whatever you do right here, you're working on your own. It's not the same. And look, I don't hope that guy gets injured. I don't want to see anybody getting injured, but these are the things that I worry about with holdouts. Like it's the same thing for Chris Jones if he signs with Kansas City, right? There, there were talks. Well, if he signs, he'll be in the uniform on Thursday. How? Right. He was drinking. He was drinking mimosas in a pool two days ago, right? How was he really in game shape and ready to go? That's what you rely a little bit on what training camp is, right? Your conditioning, and stretching you out, and getting you ready to play a full football game. Because think about it, nobody's playing preseason games, but yet these guys can go in Week One. And last all game long, why it's because the conditioning they're having in camp to get them ready. Chris Jones haven't done that, yeah. Uh, and that to me, it's you're susceptible to an injury, uh, to do that. Personally speaking, Chief fans may not want to hear this. Um, I think they should trade Chris Jones, reset that position, get the highest pick you can get, grab that money to resign other players in your locker room, on uh, to keep that ship going. Inter- interesting, you say that. <clears throat>
0: from a Bill Belichick perspective. Yep. Should they have looked to have traded Chris or, or Kelsey uh before that we know he got her freak injury, I get it, yeah. but the older you get, the more susceptible you are, the more it's it's longer time to heal, does it actually heal the way you needed to? Did they did they push it too far with Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, instead of trying to get maximum value Maximize the return, get somebody in. Now, now I, they can't have him, but could they have used that to get a Dalton Kincaid, who everybody was comparing to Kelsey from a skill set just raw? We don't know if he's going to be the same or not. And I'm not putting him there, but I'm just saying.
1: You know, it's interesting. Kelsey's what, 33, 34? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got three productive seasons left. Look, you're—he's playing a lot of football, a lot of postseason games. Yeah, you don't—it know, adds up, right? You know, you're in the playoffs, what seven straight years or whatever it is, and you're playing two games a year. You're almost adding a, a season to your career at that age, right? right? So, where some players only play a handful of playoff games their whole career, and you're doing it year after year. So, I think there's um, uh, some credence to what you're saying of the Bill Belichick school. Mm-hmm. Trade him. I'd rather get rid of a player a year too early than a year too late because of that value. I think when people hear us say that, they are thinking, well, wait a minute, we're, we're competing for championships right now. Right. But it's that, that year too late. It's, it's the, it's the trade. Do I, did I, mm-hmm. do I turn Kelsey into a first rounder or a third rounder makes a big difference because if people like when they fleece the Raiders, With Richard Seymour, they fleeced the Raiders for Richard Seymour. I think they got two ones for Seymour.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that's because they traded him a year earlier to maximize the value to your point. And if you look at Kelsey, I know it's hard to think about it, especially here in Kansas City when the Royals, right? And I'm going to digress here with the Royals. The Royals went to a World Series in 14 and lost, returned in 15, beat the Mets, and in 16, they were not a good team. They, one of the starting pitchers died in a car accident in, in the Dominican Republic. And they get to the trade deadline. They're like a game or two over 500. And they had all these players go on to free agency. The GM said, we're going to make one last run with this team. They should have traded everybody at the deadline to restock the farm system and get major league ready players. And they didn't. And the Royals, since 2016, are in the toilet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So... I understand that you're trying to do it for the fans, but you can't let the fans run it. And I, 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 to your point, it probably would be the right call to trade Travis Kelsey to get a one. Who knows? You may be able to fleece a team out of two number ones. I I don't know
0: if you can now. I don't know if you can. He he is – Right now because he needed to be last year. Yes. Right, right, right. right. And, and, you know – you, you said something that kind of resonated with me. When when you talk about the the fans' expectations and, you know, absolutely, you want to win every year, right? And so you, you're relying on your scouts, you're relying on your GM, you're, you're relying on the whole organization. And hopefully, somewhere along the lines, you've already started thinking, all right, well, Kelsey is 30-ish, right? We're going to have to renegotiate if we do a five-year, if we do an extension, it'll put it to here, Who do we have to back him up, right? And who is that guy? And is he prepped and ready to go, right? And if he's not, you need to find that person, right, especially in the role that he plays in that offense because they didn't do it from a wide receiver perspective. They could say whatever they wanted to say. When they got rid of Tariq Hill, never was replaced, right? And so now you're starting to go down. Now they have Pacheco from a running perspective, right? So that's good, but that's really about it. And then it's Mahomes just – being my home, you know,
1: they're they're trying to count on Tony, uh, the the wide receiver yeah, that they, they got, got from the Giants. Giants, right? Sky Moore. They're hoping that Sky Moore is gonna, you know, they traded up to grab Sky Moore. Did you uh,
0: see anything out of Sky Moore last no, year? No, I did not. No, I, Sky, I Sky Moore made a couple catches last year, right? And you remember him being a first round draft pick, and you're like, oh, it's Sky Moore. But where were you, Sky Moore, for? you know, the first 15 weeks of the season before you make, you know, a third down catch and everybody won, by the way, that everybody gets all excited about, right? And so, you know, fans have to understand, and this is where, Stevie D, you you and I have had these discussions. We've had it with others, right? What do you want? Do you want the ring one time or do you want sustained success? success? And over that sustained success, you have bites at the apple to get that ring, right? Right. And you have Patrick Mahomes, and right? you have me, right,
1: right. right. They're the probably going to go down as the greatest quarterback that ever played. The guy can do things right. He's magical in, in that fashion. Um, he's nothing like I've ever seen, and and so you know you got Patrick Mahomes. You're never going to be out of games when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes because he's going to find that guy more that Tony or, or or whoever is going to be out there the replacement for Kelsey. And, and I know that Chief fans like Trey Kelsey. He's on a team-friendly deal. He makes seventeen million dollars for all that guy does. He's only getting paid seventeen. Understand? I understand that. But when you're talking about the rebuild and keeping that that weld oil machine going, if you traded him and you get multiple first rounders possibly back, now all of a sudden Dalton Kincaid is a reality, and now you have a, a, a 23 year old tight end with a huge upside. You stop him from going to Buffalo, you have him, and, and, and off yeah. you go. And you keep that train going because Dalton will fit into your scheme that you're running Yes, um, in, in Kansas City. So, you now it's yeah. a really good call out there on the on on trading Kelsey, you know, a year too early and a year too late, and now it's not worth it. Now you're going to ride a dive with him until the end because the value back is not worth it. Correct. I'd rather run him
0: until the wheels fall off. Your, your um, ones have now gone to what you said, your threes. Yeah. All right, you, you know, what, what did we say before? Time to put the women and children to bed. <laughs> Let's go looking for dinner. All right, Stevie D, uh, it, it's the showdown. Um, every Everybody thinks that there's animosity here. There's no animosity. We've faced this now 20, 40 times now. We've gone through this. 40, more than that, man. It, yeah. 40 <laughs> I know you're
1: getting older and you don't realize we're at 40. This is going to be forty-seven.
0: How you figure 47 2000 oh you, well you're right 47 <laughs> 47 <laughs> times we've gone through this right well 46 it's, this is gonna be number 47. it's never been good right it, what no. we've already said one of us has always been good or bad or we've both been bad so it did it, it, right. it's never really and what's had. your thing well, who the, 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 the take the best of the worst yeah we had some of those games <laughs> we actually just so that people understand we actually Used to get upset when our team would win late in the year because it made no sense to win. Right, in Buffalo, I could to add number seven, and now I got twelve. Exactly, won
1: one extra game. Are you kidding me?
0: And that's that's what we had to deal with. Now, now this time, uh, you know, the winner is in first place. Right, it's it's the way to look at it. Winner is in first place, but this is a big deal. This really
1: is a big game, more than just first place. Right, you're setting yourself up for a tiebreaker advantage from later in the year Um you know this game probably means more to the Jets than it does Buffalo just I would because agree. the Jets are trying to establish a winning culture and want to get out of the gate with this new team so I think it means more to the Jets um, and if Buffalo comes in and which we all know they're more than capable to come in and win the game you know that's a big ha, man we got one there man that's a that's like a double whammy if Buffalo wins it's a double whammy because they win and they get you know the one and zero, and now they got that they're they ahead of the jets it's really a two game lead now at that point in time and they're but on the road like and they want a road game. on the road game another great point and it's like now you you just the jets had all this they felt momentum you're putting
0: a lot of pressure on your team oh sudden, so it just turned into
1: this no, is but, but 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 that's the reality of it right I mean I look
0: well, I'm like, a homer
1: I'm a homer for the jets at certain things but I have no problem Talking about the realities of it and what it means. You, you know, do. it's
0: it's interesting as you say that, right? Because you said that about uh hey Corey. Thank you, Corey. Corey, a former member of the Wingsville East High School Flames. <laughs> Way to go, Corey. Um, you know, you know, you you bring up something interesting though, right? Because when Buffalo lost to Tennessee, it was early in the year, and I'm going back a couple of years, right? This this was Ooh, the infamous Josh Allen, Josh Allen getting stopped at the goal line. Um, you, you made a point that, that that could haunt you later on, right? And I was like, no, it's too early in the season. You can make it up. When I looked at, um, you know, last year, we had a late loss, right, that, that kind of hurt us, uh, and, you know, I could see that. We're talking about week one. I do believe no matter who it is, Buffalo or the Jets, uh, suffering that loss is not going to really be that detrimental. A, because you have a makeup game, right? Because we play each other twice. So you have a makeup game later on in the year. So then you can kind of get your feet under you. Hopefully uh, injuries aren't you know impacting you later on. Uh, and so I don't think that it's, that significant, but I do for, for each team, I think it's important for the victory, right? Obviously you want to get the W right. Like Just like w- James w- said, you want to eat, you want to eat the W's, but from a, from a Jets perspective, my outlook on the Jets perspective, bear with me. Um, we, we obviously know about, about Aaron coming to the team, right? Aaron is being lauded as the savior. No, no matter how you sure. want to look at it, Aaron is the savior. Um, And and I do think that for all the good that you may have seen on hard knocks with Robert Sala, this is this is a make or break type season for him. Right. And so you do not want to get off on a bad start. Right, and you you need Aaron. Not only do you need to win the game, but you need Aaron Rodgers to look all of the former 13 and three MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers, not the 10 and six, 11 and five Aaron Rodgers. Right, he has got to be worth everything that you waited that build up to see, everything that you saw in training camp, everything you saw in hard knocks. He's got to be that guy, or that I fear that Ty
1: had broken down. Green Bay Packer of last year that looked beat and defeated on that last season because it was a very drain, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know what, what to expect. out of. Hockey. I don't think you're going to get that week one, though. I, no, I, I think the energy level at MetLife yes. is going to be electric, and, and this is going to be every bit of a feel of an AFC Championship-style game sure. because the fans have been drooling, clamoring, whatever you want to call it, to have a quarterback in the history of the Jets, you go back to – Brett Favre doesn't count because he was really old at that point. He played well until he hurt, 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 hurt his shoulder. Um, but – oh, I'm having some problems here. No, there we go. I'm having some problems with my video feed. <laughs>
0: um, so um, – You know, what's going on in jet camp? It, it, it makes what happened when they
1: talk it. about Brett Favre. This
0: is what <laughs> happened. I think cursed told that guy. Shouldn't he be in jail by now? <laughs> Oh, well, what, what what I'll say to that, though, Stevie D, uh, when, when I know you were going to talk about Brett, but, you know, you are right when you made the the statement talking about how MetLife Stadium is going to be with uh, with Brett or I'm sorry, with Aaron Rodgers coming in to uh, play his first game. Um, the fans are going to be rabid, right? They, they already were. We could see him just as he was coming out to the training camp. Feel for the first time, we could hear the the cheers, and not even close to the capacity of what he's going to see and what the Bills are going to see on Monday night. Um, And you know he's got a lot of the familiar faces there with him. You know whether it be um, you know the receivers or whether it be the offensive coordinator. So he's got that level of comfort, but he still has to deliver, right? And he has to deliver. New York fans are are very very tough right? They'll love you when you're doing well. They'll love you to death. When you are struggling, they're, they're coming after you. Now, I, I think the that Aaron's got a little bit of leeway, right? And by him having that leeway, he'll be able to, uh, if things were to go sideways for them, he'll be able to make it till they were able to right the ship. But you want to start off with everybody smiling and high-fiving, right? Especially coming out of Jets camp. Um, and, you know, when, when I look at what Buffalo has to do and what Buffalo is up against. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough scenario, right? To, to have your opening game uh, on nas- national, television on the road uh, in that environment with going up against a former uh, multi MVP winner in the NFL. That, that that's a tough situation. That, that's a tough scenario. I do feel as though uh, when, when I look at what McDermott has, Sean McDermott, what the Buffalo Bills have in tot- in totality, I do think they're okay, right? I think that they'll be able to withstand a lot of that um, and, and be able to uh, make it a very competitive game and be able to, uh, looks like we got Stevie D back. They'll be able to make it a competitive game and they'll be able to, um, you, you, in my opinion, they'll be able to, uh, win this game. But Stevie D, I was just kind of going back and I don't know how I, much I was it, able to hear you. I
1: was able yeah. to hear you as i was hanging out in the green room. Yeah, I, I was in the penalty box. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what you. you know. I don't know what you get. Happens when out. you mention that guy's name, right? My whole video feed went off, but you know, it it's when you're clamoring for a quarterback and you have one, that place is going to be in a zoo. You know, they they call the Yankee, you know, when the Yankees get in the playoffs, it's like the Bronx zoo out there. I mean, it's crazy. Um and MetLife is going to be nuts. It's gonna be absolutely nuts. And for the jet fans' sake, um, and me included in that, that the Jets um, can deliver a good football game, right? because there's a lot of hype around this team, Yeah, even if you don't win the game. Look, Buffalo, it's not like you're going up against uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, right? You're going up against a top-tier NFL football game, so if you lose to a top team, and I'm not setting, I'm not saying this because I'm setting myself up. If we lose, it's just the reality is the Buffalo Bills are a very good football team. If you lose the game and you lose the game in a competitive, competitive fashion, I think anybody can live with that with a loss if it's competitive, right? And, and you play your game that you know you can play. The, the opposing team plays their game, and you walk away and say, you know what. We lost to a good football team. Their scheme was a little bit better than ours, and they won. You tip your hat and you move on. If you lay an egg, that's where the Jets have to be concerned about, and the fans will quickly be all over it. If you I, lay I would, egg.
0: I would rather have the opposite scenario, and here, here's why, right? If you lay an egg, you can say, well, we're still getting acclimated to the system. Probably should have played you more in the that preseason. Will not work.
1: That will not well, work. I, I, I
0: would rather, you know, probably should have played you more in the preseason. If you went out there and you did everything you were expected to do and you lost, that would hurt me more because then I realized I gave you my best shot. I hit you with all that I could. I'm completely uh, healthy. You, you, and you took it, it and beat me.
1: In in the Jets organization, that may work for other organizations, but in the New York media and how the Jets have been, oh, my Lord, I can just tell you what it's going to be like on fans calling in on the radio. You thought the world was coming to an end. And that's just the reality of Jets football when you play second fiddle to a team with the Giants – Right. The Giants have multiple Super Bowls. They have four Super Bowls since the Jets won their last one. Right. There's a lot of you competing for a lot of things and the Jets. It's like we talked about. The Jets are so thirsty. They'll drink the sand because they think it's water. And that's the reality of how inept this franchise has been decade after decade. They've had small pockets of success. But the reality is they've been waiting for Aaron Rodgers since Joe Namath. Right, you you rode with Richard Todd to Kenny right? O'Brien. Are right, you're
0: discounting Richard Todd,
1: Flash Gordon. Um, <laughs> I mean, we I mean we've had some doozies. I mean, uh, Glenn Foley to Brownie Nagel to who, Bobby who's the, Brista to Boomer Esiason to who's the, Ray Lucas. Ray Lucas. Ray. Hey, don't 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 you dare bust on Ray Lucas. Ray <laughs> Lucas in '99. He went six and two as a starter for the Jets. Absolutely, and you you
0: had you had your guy,
1: and, and and he was, I mean, he was like a, a New York is New Yorker, Ray Luke, Ray Lucas, and and uh, so I, I I give him all the credit. A guy that should never have played an NFL, he should never been an NFL quarterback, but on the Parcells, it was like magic. So
0: Stevie D, let yeah. let's let's jump to your keys yeah. to victory for the game.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, so again, Monday night football, September 11th, it's going to be a lot of emotions that day. Let's not that escaped that day, right? A lot of emotions for New Yorkers on September 11th. So um, I'm sure the pregame ceremony is going to be special um, at MetLife um, and, and such. So um, you know me, Vincent, September 11th is near and dear to my heart. Um, uh, and it's also my niece's birthday. So shout out to my niece, Sabrina, because uh, <laughs> that's her birthday now. Jets keys to victory uh, again, number one, O-line, right? It starts and ends with them. Is, is Are they going to break down? Are they going to be able to handle uh, the Bills' pass rush? Will the will the Bills and Sean McDermott, you know, give us different looks that we haven't seen before, try and trip up the line that hasn't played much together? Will the line have a lot of false starts, a lot of holding penalties? They didn't play a lot in the preseason, right? They had two series. Will they be sloppy? Um and then my other thing with that is, will they stay healthy, right? Mekhi beckton's going to play his first game literally in two years. Two years he's playing his first game. In a position, he's just learning how to play at right tackle. If I'm Buffalo, I'm exploiting the right side as much as I can. I'm going to test Mekhi Beckton every which way I can because um, he hasn't played in two years and he's playing a new position he's never played before. Um, so I think the first key is – Can the O-line be consistent, give Aaron time to throw the football, to go through his progressions and find the receivers? Or um, is it going to be a a crap show because um, the Bills are going to dominate the trenches and and put the pressure? So that's one. O-line's got to step up. I kind of talked about this a little bit with the offensive line. Minimize the self-inflicted mistakes, right? This is your first game. You play two series. A lot of times you get amped up. Because you haven't played a lot, and now you're going to have those stupid penalties. Like um, we saw some stupid penalties in the preseason when you don't get to hit a lot of players, and then all of a sudden you, you get in a game and you want to hit somebody, and we have personal foul penalties, right? Those are self-inflicted mistakes that you just can't have because if you give those to the Buffalo Bills, they will exploit that. If you have an opportunity to get off on third down and you have a 15-yard on sportsman-like conduct penalty – Buffalo Bills will make you pay. They will go down the field, score a touchdown, laugh all the way to the sideline, saying the jerks gave us that first down, and bam, we made them pay. So you got to minimize the stupid mistakes. We have a tendency in our defense to do that. You know, maybe Buffalo players get a little bit underneath the skin of the Jet players, and next thing you know, we're hitting somebody that we shouldn't be hitting, and, and Buffalo gets the first down and 15 yards. So we gotta we gotta be smart uh, on that side. Also want to make sure that, yeah, we got this shiny new toy in Aaron Rodgers, but I don't want to see 45 pass attempts out of Aaron Rodgers. We shouldn't need that. You got Brees Hall coming. You got Dalvin Cook. Keep a balanced attack. Keep Buffalo guessing what you're going to do. Is it run, pass, make them honor the run, and then beat them with the pass. If they think we're going to pass, get into the run and and exploit as best you can. I don't know if Buffalo has kind of fixed their run defense problem. If they haven't really uh, fixed it, I'd like to see if we can exploit that early in the game to see what 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 we have with with Brees and Dalvin uh, running with the football, um, and then I my last one is really we got to pressure Josh Allen when 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 Buffalo came to to MetLife last year, we we hit Josh, we kept him moving. Um, he again he looked to me like wow what is with this Jets defense? It was it was like something that he wasn't used to seeing. And I'm not saying we rattled him, uh, but we—it wasn't the typical Josh Allen show against the New York Jets. And so, um, again, I, the Jets are going to dress ten defensive linemen. They're all f- fast. They got power. They can stay fresh all game. The key is that 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 pass rush. You got to get to Josh Allen. You got to get to him. Now, when you get to him and he's on the move, he's very dangerous. So you got to be smart when you're after him. you gotta, you got to kind of keep him in. If you let him get out, man, he'll gouge you for 40 yards and stiff arm you and, and make the highlight reel, right? Or he's so strong and he's got such a strong arm. The one thing, if you let him out to the side, he will throw across his body and he'll throw a dart across his body and find that open receiver. And you're going to say, there's not many quarterbacks can do that in the NFL. Josh Allen is one of those guys that can throw across his body and, and throw a bullet. Right and 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 make a play downfield. So, if you're going to rush him, you got to keep him somewhat in the center. Don't let him get out because he's going to be very dangerous. So, uh, those are those are some of my keys to victory for the New York Jets.
0: And then you have your players and scenarios to watch. Let's let's get through those real
1: quick. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a new wrinkle because we talked about the victory, but some of the the game within the game, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson. Like, how do they how do they set that up? Right. is Garrett Wilson really going to be the go-to guy for Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, so, and again, is Garrett Wilson protected by Trey White, right? I don't know if Trey White goes all over the field. Well, Will Trey White line up against Garrett Wilson? I don't know that. But I'd like to really see how those two gel together uh, in this first game. It looked like against the Giants, he really enjoyed throwing to Garrett Wilson in the two series. I think Garrett Wilson had three or four targets in, in those two series. So how will that look? Um, this week against against the Bills. Um, I've kind of talked about it. Obviously, I'm excited to see Dalvin Cook. Um, I think he was the prize that we got um, from the running back spot with Brees Hall. Gives us the, another pass catching out of, back out of the backfield. How will they utilize these guys? Will they do Brees Hall lined up like in a slot, Dalvin Cook behind, behind um, uh, Aaron Rodgers or vice versa? How are they going to do it? Uh, so I'm excited to see that. And then Makai Becting on the offensive side at right tackle. I don't know what to expect, but I can tell you one thing. I'm going to be watching the coach's film after the game to see how he did the game within the game. Uh, I want to see that more of an aerial view and how he handled it um, all game long. And, and can he get through a whole game? Think about that. He hasn't played a full game in two years, almost to the day. September 12th, 2001 was the last time he played in an NFL football game. That's, that's crazy. Right. So there's a lot for him as a, as a person. Right. He's such a nice guy. I hope it works for him because I wanted to see him get paid and make money, you know, and continue his NFL career. He gets hurt again this year. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see him getting paid. So I want to see that. So on the defensive side, I want to see Diggs and, and Gardner at it. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see can sauce back up, you know, his year one. And you're going to get that test right off the bat. Just don't fall for the double move like you did last year on the first play of the game. Um, and uh, so I want to see that, that match up. Um, Jermaine Johnson the II, um, he was the the rookie out of Florida State. Um, we traded back up into the first round to, to grab him late. And he's put on about 20, 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason. You know, he self-admitted. Um, you didn't know what it was like to get into the NFL, and then you realize really quick, wow, I got to really – change my eating and my workout habits because if i want to be a force i got to put on about 20 pounds so credit to him to work hard in the offseason to get there he looks every bit what we thought he was going to be in the first round by taking him in the first by trading up to grab him and i'm really looking forward to see what he can do in this game and his impact off the edge um, because it's unsure We're, we are unsure about carl lawson and how much he's going to play he's had a some back issues the, the last few weeks so maybe Jermaine Johnson really slips into where Carl Lawson would have been. Um, so I'm excited to see Jermaine Johnson the second. And then again, I'm so pumped for this D line. I, I think got a tremendous speed and power. Um, they're going to rotate these guys all game long. They're going to stay fresh. And I want to, I want to see this because this is my favorite part of the Jets defense is their defensive line. So those are some of my snares and players to watch, uh, for me as a fan, uh, going the game and, um, Obviously, I'll go to the coach's tape after the game and, and really take a look at my scenarios to watch and see how it played out. So that's what I got, man. Oh, look at him playing like he's sleeping. Nicely done. Nicely done. Wake up, Vince. Vince, Vince, Vince. you can wake up. Oh, you done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Oh. I mean, I can keep going if you like. If you, if you it, just,
0: it just felt like it kept going. It looked like the Energizer, but he just kept going and going and going. Can you tell him a little bit excited about the game? Oh, I just gonna no. stretch. Oh, all right. You're not, you're not right, man. All right. I, I you know it looked like you froze again. I, I guess you froze again, but that's all right. Because uh, you know, I, I'll let, let me just talk about the keys to the Bills victory. Um you know, first and foremost, um, the Bills let go of Devin Singletary. Uh, traded away Zach Moss earlier on, right? And so they they had drafted James Delvin Cook to come in. By the way, it's Delvin James Cook and James Delvin Cook. Didn't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I
1: did. I did. I think that's hilarious.
0: Yep. So, uh, you know, very inauspicious start to his rookie year. Fumbled on the first play. Was kind of benched. You know, that's what McDermott does. But – um now he's been given the reins he's a three down back and so uh, that means blitz pickup that means that you know running routes that means running with the ball inside and out that you know you' you got everything and I think he can carry that load. It's gonna be a good opening test but I, I think his elusiveness, And not to mention that that little X factor of having big brother on the other side. I I think that's going to help. Also helps with the travel plans for for his parents, right? You only have to worry about one game. They they used to show how she was watching one game here and then traveling to another. You only got one to worry about. And in fairness, for for James Cook, the Jets'
1: run defense wasn't very good last year, right? So they they beefed up with Al Woods and and Quinn and Jefferson.
0: We talked about the Jets. We, we talked oh, about well, I, I'm just saying, he, he could have see, a really big game. He could really have, have a game. Fans and subscribers, you see how Stevie D is still trying to bring in more jet information? We let he him go to sleep. I didn't know if you heard what we were oh, talking I, about. You know, I, I hear it. There's a lot of background noise. But okay, you brought in L Woods and you brought in who else? You no, I was in. just saying that we
1: had trouble with stopping the run last year. It'd be, you know, now in fairness, I have James Cook on my fantasy football team.
0: So. What? Yep. I took him on my fantasy football team. The jinx. The jinx of all jinx. There you go. Thanks. Well, maybe I need to go get in a league just to draft Aaron Rodgers. All right. I, probably, I probably don't need to do that. Not very really worried about that. So, But no, in, in, in all seriousness, so, you know, it's your show, young man, right? And you know, take, take the bull by the horn, whatever, however you want to say it, right? Enjoy it, but um, it's time for you to shine. And, you know, we had Jared that was uh, had made a comment, you know, averaging six yards a carry. I think six yards a carry is high, but I think he can be successful. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he does really carrying the, the moniker of being RB1. I think the next, and this is really to me, Stevie D, is going to be the battle in the trenches, right? No matter, you know, how you want to look at, you know, the run defense that you brought up. Uh, for the Jets or, you know, the pass defense that, you know, from the defensive line rotating, being fresh, um, you know, from our offensive line perspective. I also look at our defensive line and, you know, all this goes back to our last game of the year last year. And that was the Cincinnati game where we absolutely got abused on both sides of the line right our offensive line couldn't couldn't pass protect and could not open holes our defensive line could not get pressure and was giving up holes for mixing to go running through so it, it was you know and everybody had their excuse as to the reason why too much pressure there's so much that happened all of this but at the end of the day they were cincinnati was taking it to you you know just three weeks ago let's not forget that right before the, the horrendous situation, but let's not forget about They drove right down the field. They controlled that line of scrimmage. We just didn't have time to see it for a full four quarters. What we did in, in the playoff game. And when we saw it in the playoff game, it was not pretty. Okay. So now what happens, right? And, and so where, where is this defensive line? You're without Von Miller still. Right. And that's a, that's a big key. So you you brought in Leonard Floyd, you still have some of the key pieces there on that defensive line. I'm curious to see how they go up against the jets offensive line. And we know that they had some issues last year. Uh, they were kind of working through it. You know, we saw in hard knocks where, you know, they were called out, you know, a, wherever they may be, I want to see this defensive line go against that offensive line. I think it's key. You have to win it there. On the other side, from our offensive line perspective, we've, we've invested, right. We invested a second round draft pick who was a highly coveted first round draft pick. So we were lucky to get him in the second round. Uh, We also signed Connor McGovern uh, who we paid a lot of money to, uh, to kind of shore up and hopefully shore up that offensive line. So we, you know, we're, we're looking for more pass protection. We're looking for more holes for cook to run through. So Uh, I'm looking for the nasty streak. I want a nasty streak on both sides. But, you know, that battle in the trenches is going to be key. Um, I think we need to feed Stephon Diggs the ball. Uh, I don't want to get into a Keyshawn Johnson uh, situation where it was, throw me the damn ball uh, when he was with your Jets, by the way. But I don't want to get in that situation, but I want him to get off early, right? Because I do think he is an emotional leader, right? I think he's a leader, on that field but you know if you can get him going early I think it'll permeate to the other guys especially the other skilled guys as well as to Josh so I think we need to get up there early the the last key to the victory is going to be um the new look of the linebacking crew um and they really need to feel uh, to fill Tremaine Edmonds shoes right say what you will Tremaine Edmonds was getting better each step in his career Right, just before he left to go to Chicago. I don't believe that they truly have replaced him. They they have a lot of guys that they've drafted, that they've brought in that they think can be successful, but they don't know. The only person from the linebacking core that we know can be successful is Matt Milano, right? But the, it's you're asking a lot for Matt to cover really two, potentially three positions. They run nickel, so really he's covering two, uh, but it, it still is going to be interesting with that. I, I am very much uh, of the belief that the linebacking core needs to step up, right? More than what they did and more than what they've shown in training camp, I know it's two different worlds, right? Uh, but I need to see more out of them. But if they are successful there, you know, I look at those. Those are my keys to victories there. Um, when I look at players, scenarios, kind of talked about some of those, but let me jump to uh, on the offensive line, Osiris, Osiris Torrance. Uh, he's the rookie out of Florida. He's, he's nasty. It's what I like, right? He's a mauler. Um, I believe, uh, and don't quote me on this. I'm not even going to say it. I'll t- I'll say it next week when I double check my facts on this one. It, it was something about how many sacks he he gave up while in college. So, which where, I think where is he on the line? He's 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 playing guard. Which guard? So, which one? Right guard. Right guard. Okay. So uh, I'm very excited to see him there, Uh, especially as a rookie. um, but, you know, bring that nasty streak. Then you have Dalton Kincaid. And, you know, everybody talks about, you know, what Dalton Kincaid could do. In fantasy drafts, He he's moving up, right? You know, he started off, you know, maybe like the 13th pick and then also he went to the 10th pick. Now he's like, you know, 4 to 7, right? Because people, people are starting to hear a lot about him. Well, he still has to get past Dawson Knox, right? But what really what I want to see is – when I say Dalton Kincaid, when I say Gabe Davis, right, when I talk about these guys, what what I really want to see out of this is Ken Dorsey, right? It's the players I believe we're going to produce, right? But they're going to produce if they're put into the right situation. Gabe Davis last year was hurt. He got hurt, and I believe he got hurt in the second week of the season and really was not his same self, right, dealing with, with his lower body injury. You have Dalton Kincaid, and he's going to be uh, kind of tight end two, maybe swapping out to tight end one, but his ability to stretch the field. And it all kind of works together if Dorsey does the right thing, where then it opens it up for Diggs. It opens it up for Davis. It opens it up for Cook, right? You have Knox and you have Kincaid, and those guys being able to do what they need to do. So I really – you know, there's a lot on Kincaid. He's going to get his opportunities – don't let the the situation, don't let the spotlight be too big for you, right? A lot of these guys have already played big lights, you know, big games. This guy's coming from college. Don't let it be too big for you. Seize the moment when it happens. Take advantage of it, and I think it all works out well there. When I go to the defensive side of the ball, the biggest thing, nobody can can say anything is bigger than DeMar Hamlin uh, playing a regular season football game. Is guys. he a starter? No. no, 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 he's, he's not a starter, but because oh, uh, he's, he's a safety, correct? Okay, correct. So, what you had, you know, there was the playing of, of training camp, you had the playing of preseason, and those all count, right? Those are checks that he's, he's marking up on his board. Uh, but when you look at Monday night's game, it's a Monday night game again. When did Buffalo play Cincinnati? It was a monday night game right so you have the spotlight you have the bright light, you have the crowd you have everything and now you can finally put that third check there in that box and i'm very very happy for him in the progress that he's made none of us can can even think about what's going through in his mind Right, what's going through in his heart, in his stomach, right as he goes through this process, and so you know, you you, we've been rooting for him, and when he takes the field, when when he gets his name called and he goes running on the field, hopefully he's the one to make that tackle. Truth be told, Stevie D, I would much rather him make an open field tackle than than to get an interception, right? Because then you would have officially put a big check through everything because that's how it started, right? So if he were able to get on the field, Wilson or or Lazard or whoever it may be coming across and he wraps him up, tackles him, drives him to the ground, right, then then you know we're good and, and let's go. You know, it's
1: like he's got not, – I'm not the weight of the world. It's not the right thing. But when you think about coming back from this, I don't know of an NFL player that's come back from cardiac arrest And played another football game. No. Right. But when you think of all the people that have suffered a cardiac arrest at any age group, right, young, especially younger kids, what this shows that you can come back and compete at the highest of levels. Don't let a cardiac arrest, unless your doctor says you can't do it, but knowing that, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because you can't come back from it. And, And it's more than just. Him playing for the Buffalo Bills—it's what he's doing for a lot of people across this world, across the world. Absolutely. Uh, be cautious. Listen to your doctors, but know that if you get clearance, you can do it. And I'm living proof that you can do it. And that's the—you know—everything happens to people for a reason. He was chosen to carry that responsibility for the world. That's sure. the way I look at it. Sure. It may be corny, but that's the way I look at it. And and so it is a special. A special night for him to get back on that field in the national stage, where everybody's going to see you on Monday Night Football. Not a preseason game that's only picked up locally. The whole on the national stage for everybody to see it. it, it it's the same spotlight
0: where it happened, right? Yeah. It's just a just a different stadium, just a different stadium. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see him play, and you know, as as he does this, and you know, you get the threes and all that, you know, it. You know, big big ups to Demar Hamlin, uh, Stevie D. I. Players that I want to see Leonard Floyd, Greg Rousseau. I'm not I, I can't say how many times I am not a fan of Aj Epinesa, uh and Shaq Lawson. Right. Oh uh, Shaq I, Lawson's I, in the doghouse. No, I'm sorry, but Epinesa was ahead of I Shaq, me and Shaq were good, right? Okay. Epinesa, but I need him, right? Von Miller is out, right? And will be out for the next at least four weeks. I need him. And I need these guys to step up. And now is the time for Greg Russo, number one pick, and A.J. Appanessa, a number two pick, right? High high draft value, high draft capital that was extended to these guys. I need you to play as if you were a first-round pick or second-round pick, right? No excuses. This team needs you because you, as the defensive line, and you'll know this for your team as well, your defensive line sets everything else in motion. The tackles allow the linebackers to be able to move and flow, right? The the rush, the, the push from the tackles or the rush from the ends, or on the edge, as they like to call it now, the rush from the edge allows the, the cornerbacks and the safeties to be able to, or even the linebackers to cover, right? And so now what we have been a you know, a, a two-second or a 1.8-second time that the quarterback's holding on to the ball, right, that now you, you've kind of reduced it because now they got to get rid of it even faster. Or, right, or now they're running around, which is extending it, and it just becomes very chaotic. It is all about that defensive line. No matter what team, no matter what scheme, it is all about that defensive line, and we need that from these guys. And I want to see what these guys can do. And then the last one that I have on there, and I, I have one other that I didn't put to the list, and you know who that is, uh, is Christian Benford, right? He, he had a great start to last year, got hurt, right? Uh, but he came back, and lo and behold, he is CB2, right? Dane Jackson, the incumbent, has been moved to CB3, and of course, Kyrie Elam at CB4, wow. which is you know i mean there's a good chance that he won't even dress for the game right wow but good to christian benford right you you have stepped up you've shown that you can play in different styles you've been you know a very aggressive to the ball right and that's what you need
1: so you you talk about if we can go back one point real quick where is boogie basham's trade who took his spot in the lineup? Since you trade Basham to the no, time,
0: no, nobody really, nobody really, because okay. you you had you had the settle. First of all, you had um, Ed Oliver, um, you you had the Punta Ford, you had Tim Settle. You have the guys on the team right now in those positions to to um, oh, okay, so it's replace. And it's not like when you traded Boogie Basham. It's not like you were trading a starter. It's not like you're trading the next man up in the rotation. He he wasn't that guy, right? Oh, okay, it, so it was no, just a,
1: no hurt for you guys.
0: Not none at all. You got something back from him knowing it, that you it actually it goes to what we were talking about before. Not at the level of a Kelsey, right? But here's a guy. Contracts are gonna be coming up. What do we do? Let's get something for him. We can hopefully parlay that in additional picks to move up to get Travis Hunter, right? That that's that's the mindset we should wow. be in. Right, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just putting it out yeah, there. Just throwing it out there. You yeah. know, you know, I tried it for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, didn't work. Tried it for B. John Robinson, that didn't work. So uh, I'm trying for Travis Hunter. But the last one, Stevie D, the the last one that I want to talk about here, of the Bills players, and it's not a Bills player. It's <laughs> the Bills coach. It's Sean McDermott, right? The guy that wants to wear two hats. The guy who said that Leslie Frazier was taking a break, right, and they gave some excuse, and then Leslie Frazier just started popping. I, Leslie Frazier's like, where's Waldo, right? Just all over the place, Leslie Frazier pops up, right? Popped up on Fox Sports, popped up over here. Now he's popping up on the NFL Network, right? Leslie Frazier is all over the place, but technically he's taking a break, which means technically – He's on the payroll and he's an employee. So they're not telling us something, right? We know what the deal is, right? But to to Leslie's defense, when he did his predictions, he said Buffalo was not only going to win this game, that Buffalo was going all the way. So obviously his time in Buffalo, he bleeds the red, white, and blue. Good for you, Leslie Frazier. But Sean McDermott, now that you've decided to be the defensive coordinator and call the plays – I want to see what you do here because what you have just stepped into is what most egotistical coaches try to do and fail miserably. And the reason why they fail is that there's too much that's happening throughout the game that you have to stay focused on. You have to talk to your OC. You have to talk to your DC. You have to stay concentrating on what's happening on the field. You got to know what your players are doing. You have to know down and distance. You have to know scenarios. You have to go through all of that. And if you have to focus on being a DC while trying to do that, there's the rub, there's there's an issue. Now, Sean McDermott has said that, you know, if he feels as though it it is too – Consuming that he will pass the reins over, but it's oh. not that easy, Stevie D, just to mid-game or midweek to say, Hey, I can't do this, you do this. But right? to who? They're, who are you gonna well, pass? Well, off they're, to? They're, they're, there's a couple coaches on the staff, assistant def- assistant defensive coaches that would become the defensive coordinator. They they've already talked about that, they have kind of the succession plan in place. I just don't agree with it, right? Because if that's your plan, where if you feel as though it's too much for you that you can pass it off, then pass it off now. Because I will tell you it is too much. It is way too much. And we've heard it from the greatest coaches that have tried to do it, that it's too much. So what makes you think that you're going to come in and reinvent how you can coach and be a defensive coordinator or how you can coach and be an offensive coordinator? But we're going to see. We will certainly see. You know, I, I wish you all the best, right? I do. I certainly do because I'm a Bills fan. I bleed red, white, and blue. I, you know, live or die for the Bills, all of that. But th- this one has me concerned. This one has me concerned. And if you're not focused, then you're going to miss something. If you miss something, that could turn into an L. That quick it could turn into an L. So, uh, but I I do I still do like our chances. Um, you know, let, matter of fact, Stevie D, because you know we're running up against it when we look at the time. Uh, you know, we have some of the games that we pick that we're picking. You and I differ on the Kansas City Detroit game.
1: Yeah, but that was before I knew Kelsey was hurt. So I still we're going to ride with Kansas City, but I, it's going to be a much closer game with Kelsey out. That's a so, weapon loss.
0: So the, the one that, that we differ on is the Cleveland Cincinnati. And is that based on Joe Joe Burrow?
1: Yeah, or? if Joe Burrow's playing, I think the Bengals win. If Joe Burrow's out, I think
0: the Browns have it. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of talk about what Cleveland's gonna do. I don't know if it's because it's Deshaun Watson's second year there or you know just kind of getting more acclimated I, I think he looked totally different in the preseason from what I
1: saw than what what was the year before yeah
0: like reps 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 well I'll tell you the one thing though and, and I am picking Cleveland over Cincinnati in this game partly because it's at home is one of the reasons but what what does the rushing attack look like now without Kareem Hunt you had that two-headed monster and that made Nick Chubb that much better, right? That much fresher, right? And now you don't have that, especially those power runs that Kareem Hunt was taking for you. You know, that, that's going to be interesting because they still, you know, they've improved in the receivers, in the receiving department, but still not not A1 quality receivers, which means that the lion's share is going to go to Nick Chubb. You know, I, I'm curious about that one. Stevie D, as, as I go down here, uh, we go Everybody's talking about San Francisco, Pittsburgh. I really want to change that to Pittsburgh. I've been hearing a lot of a lot of chatter on Pittsburgh, and, and I, I
1: think it's going to be really good. And, and with Pickens, um, I think they got a really good combo there. Look, Pittsburgh wins a lot of football games. They uh, do, uh, and they're going to be right in the hunt this year uh, in the AFC.
0: I don't let, know. Let, let me pose this to you. Let, let's let's since we both are on San Francisco. We kind of talked our way off of San Francisco a little bit, right? This is a home game for Pittsburgh, right? There's some other factors that I could say, let, let's move that pick over. You have a West Coast team going to the East Coast, I right? not completely in the East, but basically going to the East Coast. Never bodes well for those California teams, especially for a 1 o'clock start. And you can look all up and down, pro football reference or, or wherever. They'll always tell you from the west to the east is never good. Are you willing to, to make the change with me? Because I'm changing, I'm going to Pittsburgh.
1: Well, if you're making
0: changes, then I again, because we made the pick so early, I got to we, know about we agree. I'm asking you to agree on the one, not not to redo. Hey, you might as well have done this. This is in, what in happened grade. when I make
1: my picks so so early in the week, because you know, I'm, I'm relying on injury reports. Uh yeah, I'll change it with you. I'll change it with you.
0: Okay. I'll
1: change
0: uh, it. it. Uh, you have Chicago over Green Bay.
1: I think Chicago is so so much improved football team with the players that they're bringing that they've brought in.
0: Is, is this because Aaron Rodgers is now with the Jets that you're just looking at Green Bay and you're dismissing Green Bay? Let me tell you something. Jordan Love is
1: going to have a fantastic year for Green Bay.
0: There you go. Um, I, okay.
1: I think he's. I think. Uh, people that are not on board are not watching him in enough film to see what I'm seeing on film, that he's ready. He now, is. Will, that, will that equate to a 10-win season? I don't know. I don't know the rest of Green Bay and how they're going to line up. Their defense was pretty good. Um, did they lose a lot of people? Right, But I think Jordan Love's play is going to be above average play for Green Bay.
0: I think so, too. Uh, So
1: I just think the Bears at home in this particular game, they add a lot of pieces. That home opener, I think there's going to be so much energy there that I think the Bears win this football game over Green Bay. Not because Jordan Love had a bad game. It's not because of that. I just think there's other factors.
0: Um, So I'm going to hit on two more, two more. Um, You're going for Sean Payton. I am. Uh, I think I, I, I don't like,
1: as much as I don't like Denver, <coughs> I really don't like Josh McDaniels. I really don't. I don't know what they're going to do. How 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 healthy is Josh Jacobs going to be coming in from being holding out? What's Grappolo going to do? I, I just, there's too many factors there. You got the Chandler Jones um, issue with the tweets. I don't know what kind of distraction that, that's played in in, in with the, the Raiders. Um, you have Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have Russell Wilson. That that's all I got to say. You got Russell Wilson. I don't I, care who it is. Pick,
1: this pick was more about. I can't stand Josh McDaniel. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I can't stand Miami. I won't be picking him too often. Cause I hate, I that's why you, 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 with your heart more than, than the, sure. The football offense.
0: Um, so the, so, and that, that was the other one I want to go to. You had the Miami in the, in the LA Chargers game. I don't like Brandon Staley. I can't stand him. I think he's an awful coach. I do I too. I not believe he survived
1: and he only survived because they brought in Kellen Moore. Yes. He got rid of Lombardi to bring in Kellen Moore and that's to save his job. That was and, job. No, he, no doubt.
0: Awful X is an old coach. Like. I don't like like Mike McDaniel, right? I don't like the Dolphins. I don't like Brandon Staley, but Brandon Staley I don't like because Brandon Staley screwed my bills. Brandon Staley screwed my bills because when they played Kansas City and instead of kicking the extra point, Boy Wonder of Analytics and Genius decides to go for two and misses it early in the game and then scores another touchdown and decides to go for two. Yeah, and for points. And misses it. And it ends up coming down to the last plays of the game, which it shouldn't have because if you kick the extra points, then you have the lead, and then that helps my bills. But, no, you decided that you wanted to do whatever and screw my bills. So I'm done with you. So the way you don't like Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley. Yeah, but you're you're taking a team in your division? I, I don't worry about them. I don't worry about them at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> at all. I, I'd like to see to he, he said that he's learned how to fall, so we'll see. <laughs> Matt, Matt Milano <laughs> has that game circled. <laughs> he's also called the NFL in advance to say, when I take this guy down again, please blow the whistle, buzz the official, do something. To save this man's life, because I'm coming. Do you know what the over/under is in Vegas on how many concussions two will, will have this year? No. Did they? Uh, did I, don't they know. Post I was it? curious. I, said, I would say two. It, it should be one. It should be one, and then that's it, and you call it. I, I don't see how he's playing now, but that that's for another show. That that's for another show. Yeah. So, so Stevie D, a, a great show. It yeah. really was. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we we. Got into everything we wanted to get into, maybe a little longer than we needed to. I mean, I, I look at the time and I'm like, oh my god! You know, we really pushed this one, but there was a lot of content, right? Especially Dion, you, you took up half our show, Dion. I, I think we're gonna have to blame Dion, um, but you know, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get the show going. Right? Um, it starts Thursday, right? So we we have that one. Then we have a full slate on Sunday, and then of course we have the we have the showdown um
1: we've been know. waiting a long time to have a matchup like this a long time to have a matchup like
0: this I think you you have right you know we, you we've, have, had, you we, we we've had big matchups I so know you
1: like to face us when we're down i get it I get yeah, We game. we've had big. We we know, played in
0: the AFC Championship game. We played in divisional playoffs. We've had midseason. Oh, just
1: don't want to face a good Jets football. We, we've Never. had
0: midseason games against the who the Bengals and the. All right, all right. Chiefs the show is right, I'm, and, you know, I'm walking out. <laughs> so, you know, and finally you, you catch up and you're excited just to be there. Is, is that I tell
1: happening? you, I am so excited. Um. It's nice to be able to talk about the Jets and not be on the bottom tier. Uh, it's been a you're long time. You're not at the kitty table. You're yeah, actually sitting yeah, there. I think that's sister. the best way to put it. You're not at the kitty table. And and um, and I know there's a lot of hate towards the Jets because when you get a lot of attention, you get a lot of the hate. You trade for Aaron Rodgers, who's not the most well-liked uh, player. You're going to get heat. But when I look it up and down the Jets roster, they have players on this roster, whether you like it or not. and. Can our coaching staff coach him up and, and do the right things and, and put us in positions to win? Cause the players are there. The GM did his job, right? The GM has done his job. He rebuilt this roster in two years because people forget he was hired
0: during training camp in 2021. He did. It. Right. I, I, I will give Joe Douglas credit. Cause I gave him, I gave him a hard time. Uh, even on this show, I gave him a hard time. Um, because it you know he had in his mind how he was going to do it um and just the people he brought in on those one year deals, they were stop gaps they they yep. they were fillers, right to get the guys to come to come in now he also got lucky. he got lucky because his luck of Zach being
1: yes as,
0: as bad as Zach was allowed you. To get Garrett Wilson, allowed you to get Sauce Gardner, allowed you to get Jermaine Johnson, allowed you to get Brees Hall. This is all in one right. draft. Now I understand that those were through trades and everything, a couple of through trades. But think Jamal about Adam it.
1: Trade? We yeah, sure.
0: The Seahawks. But but think about it. If you were the eight and ish eight and nine now, right? 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 right if yeah. you were there, it's a different. It's a different yeah. looking team. Remember, different he location. didn't hire Adam GaSe,
1: right? He inherited Adam GaSe. He did. Right? He inherited a Mike Mcagnin roster that you walked in. You're like, what? What? What are we? What are we doing here? With so, do you
0: not give here? credit to Mike Mcagnin then? No, because, because we had to turn over his whole roster. Yeah, but his ineptness allowed you to draft so high. He he had people in positions. Okay. Well, I mean. <laughs> He said, had people I, in positions that you were just like, why is he here? I have to get rid of him. Now, Joe Douglas, you know, his first
1: draft, Makai Becton, you know, can he turn it around? But he was an injury
0: injury guy. Um, it's still a, nine times out of ten times out of ten you're taking Becton. You are. Yeah. yeah. And if he didn't get hurt, he would have been a stud. But he got hurt
1: two years in a row and, and, and just been on the downward spiral. Yeah. But anyway, that's another show talking about Jets rosters.
0: So, Stevie D, uh, again, this this has been good. It's been fun. Uh, Time for us to wrap this one up. Again, we thank everybody who's participated or, you know, checks us out on any of our social media platforms. Uh, Somebody needs to stop getting us suspended or kicked off. I'm not going to point to anybody, you know, I don't know how I do that over there. Over there, that guy. Uh, But, yeah, check us out on any one of our social media platforms. We're on X. Facebook, Instagram, I think, um, and then of course you can gonna-
1: Instagram, yes. <laughs> OW Sports Twelve on Instagram, thank you very much. We'll see how long. <laughs> he tried to ban us already on that. I'm like, he just got a new account. They, they send an email. I apologize. You you
0: you were not spamming. I got four posts at the time. What do you mean I'm spamming? And then and then you can go to our website, OWSports.net. If you go to OWSports.net, if you look over on the left side, you're going to see Mafia Den, you're going to see Jets Hangar. The main page is going to have a lot of live content uh, of updates that are happening throughout the league. That's kind of our NFL news section. But if you go to the Mafia Den or the Jets Hangar, those are specific pages for the Bills for the Jets. It has content that's already in there. Uh, I know Stevie D is writing an article on there as well, so we'll see what happens. Uh, But aside from that – again stevie d it's been fun yes um and you know we thank everybody who has helped to participate with the show and we thank everybody there so for my co-host stevie d i'm vince we'll talk to you soon